But we are going to be looking at Psalm 121 today. Psalm 121 as we um, continue the conversation here. Uh, just making sure that everything is going well here for us. And um, here we are just truly grateful that you have joined us and made us a part of um, your Sunday morning worship. So as we do this, I just encourage you, we are studying uh, the Psalms. We've been studying the Psalms. And what we are picking up with today, um, I'm actually starting in Psalm 121. But we are looking into the Psalms, almost the song or the Psalms of Ascent. And I had a list here on my desk of the Psalms that we have covered so far. I wanted to give those to you. It's uh, 11, 17, 19, 20, 21, or 20, 22, 109, 110, 119, 127. We spent four weeks on 139, and then the last few weeks, Psalm 1, Psalm 9, Psalm 37. Today, we're going to do Psalm 121, and then next week is Psalm 122. That's as far as I know right now, but we are going to continue looking at some of these Psalms, just really looking at the worship of God in the Psalms. But Psalm 121. Psalm 121, I'll give you time to get there, and I want to read that for us here this morning. I lift my eyes toward the mountains. Where will my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to slip. Your protector will not slumber. Indeed, the protector of Israel does not slumber or sleep. The Lord protects you. The Lord is a shelter right by your side. The sun will not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will protect you from all harm. He will protect your life. The Lord will protect your coming and your going both now and forever. That is the word of the Lord. And praise be to God that he is our protector. We're going to talk about that power powerful protection today. But let's go before the Lord in prayer this morning. Lord God, we just thank you that we could come before you in this way. God, we thank you for your uh, worthiness, Lord, for your protection, for your spirit, for your guidance. Father God, we thank you that you have given us a hope in you. Lord, I pray that today we would just glorify your name in all that we do. Lord, I pray that the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you. I pray this in your holy, precious, glorious name. Amen. Again, we are thankful that you joined us today. We are studying the songs of ascent. These would have been songs that were sung by the Jews as they were traveling to Jerusalem for the holy days. Um, and we read in the Gospels how Jesus, as a boy of 12, made that pilgrimage with his parents. And he likely sang these psalms and later sang them with the disciples. Uh, and, and Psalm 121 is often quoted by many within the church today at the beginning of a journey. Um, it's, it's, it's been a, referred to by some as a traveler's psalm. The traveler's psalm, it's an affirmation of God's power. It is a... Um, affirmation of God's powerful and providential protection. And so um, Isaac 
uh, Bash of a Singer once confessed, I only pray when I'm in trouble, but I'm in trouble all the time. And so I pray all the time. And so here's the question. I only pray when, or he says, I, I only pray when I'm in trouble, but I'm in trouble all the time. And so I pray all the time. So where do we turn when we're in trouble? That's my question to you today. And what I'm wanting us to look at in this is where do we turn when life hits hard? Where do we turn when troubles come after us? And where does our help come from? You know, I just read the psalm and we talk about that in this conversation today. But there have been times in our lives, and I think even now we are thinking this, there are times in our lives when we can look back at an instance or look back at a situation. And the first thing that we can honestly say about that situation is this, if it weren't for God's protection, I would have died. I would have been killed. What sustains us in those darkest hours of our lives? The reassurance of Psalm 121 brings us from fear to faith. It is It brings us into this mindset from fear to faith. And I think that we can rest on that today as we look at God's word. Um, I can remember a time just to answer that question for us. I can remember a time of being in a car accident where we flipped like three or four times end over end, terrifying, um, walked away with no, no scratches and thankful that I made it through because based on how difficult and how terrible that accident looked, uh, and the calls that they received, the hospital even told us later, um, that they thought they were going to be dealing with dead bodies, not people who were alive, uh, because of how devastating it looked to folks who had seen it. But many people are blindsided by the beauty of this opening statement here in this psalm, and they misunderstand the intent of the psalm that is being directed. Many of us get blindsided by this strength of the mountains. We picture someone being inspired maybe by a mountain range or finding strength in the rugged, hilly landscape. But part of the problem is that, well, I, I mean, the translation, I lift my eyes toward the mountains, um, is the translation I read. The King James reads, I will lift mine eyes up, or mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. Yet the hills are exactly where the psalmist does not find strength. He doesn't find strength in the hills. He's looking above them. He's looking higher. The, the NIV um, lists it here, you know, there, there is a question in the CSB and the NIV, and, and it is asked as a question. It's, it's, I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? Um, and then it gives the answer. My help comes from the Lord. The King James doesn't ask it as a question, but lists it as a statement almost. I, I think that it's, it's one of, I mean, it's not an argument I'm really wanting to get into, but what I want to say is my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. One name for God is El Shaddai. El Shaddai is a name that we've heard many times possibly uh, for God, and that is the most high God. 
He is above all others. He is our higher power. And then the composer of the psalm, which we do not know. Um, it, it does not say if it's a psalm of David or who. But the Jewish composer of the psalm considered his options. Because back in the biblical times, pagan shrines were built on the mountaintops. They were built in the high places and the groves of trees were planted and people were lured to the places by the false promises of spells, of magic, of the immoral practices of prostitution. Uh, there was no help or protection from Baal or Asherah or any of the false gods. And the, the reality is don't look to the hills. Don't look to the hills, accept no substitutes, because the hills were where the temples of these gods were built. Heathen and Gentile nations worshipped and feared the sun and the moon. And today people continue to trust in the stars. They trust in astrology and horoscopes. The psalmist looks beyond the hills. He's looking beyond the hills. He's looking beyond the conversation of those hills. He's looking beyond the sun, beyond the moon, and beyond the stars to the one who stood on the edge of nothing and spoke the universe into existence. That is what we see in this psalm for us today. We are assured that the sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. It tells us that, that the psalm, or we're assured of these things. Um, Verse 4, indeed, the protector of Israel does not slumber or sleep. The protector does not slumber or sleep. He will not allow your foot to slip. We see these conversations, and then we can be assured that the, the sun will not harm us by day nor the moon by night. Um, Wicca, New Age, the religions that are out there that are not Christian paganism, so to speak. Um, these religions worship nature instead of the creator, uh, which is called pantheism. Uh, the prophet Jeremiah declares in Jeremiah 3.23, Truly the hills are a delusion, the idolatrous commotion on the mountains. Jesus assures us, I am with you always, and we do not need supplemental help from the sun or the moon. And we can recognize these things today in God's word. But but listen to this verse out of Jeremiah. It says, Surely falsehood comes from the hills, commotion from the mountains, but the salvation of Israel is only in our Lord, or in the Lord our God. In Salvation is only in God. There's there's these things we can try to look to, but salvation only comes from God. We may not be worshiping nature or bowing down to idols, but we still are susceptible to idolatry. And that is trusting in anything more than God himself. An idol is anything we love, that we rely on, and that we obey more than God. And our help is heavenward. It's not earthbound. When we lived, you know, when we when we live in these times, there's we are made aware of just how fragile life can be. Just a few months ago, we felt an earthquake. Many felt an earthquake on a Sunday morning. Um, 
you realize how fragile life can be. The fires that are going on in our country today, we realize how fragile life can be. Um, remember in 1987, I remember watching the World Series with my dad. And we're watching, and all of a sudden everything goes off, and, and it goes to like this blank screen. And then they come back and say, we've just experienced a major earthquake. We don't know if this game will happen today. And I can remember it put off the World Series for a week. There was a lot of devastation. It was a major earthquake of in 1987. And, um, you know, you think about the fact that when this happens, they call in the Army. They call in the, the, the engineers from the Army. And they begin to repair damage and they seal cracks they see the cracks in the walls and they give a false sense of security when they do this sealant of some of these buildings um they're you know you can think about those things but we think about the fragility of life the fact that life is fragile that life is um, it can change in a moment and and we talk about that. And then, you know, what about 1993? The, the, you know, the, well, 91, they, um, you know, the desert storm, um, the wars. Uh, think of all the things that are happening right now. 2020 has just absolutely exploded on us. Uh, this instability that we face in life causes us to realize how we need to look beyond ourselves for refuge. We need to look beyond the things that we see. So we cry out to God. Verse two, um, we cry out for help. We cry out for help. And where does our help come from? It comes from the Lord, from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And for us to look anywhere else, for us to look for it in anything else, would be futile. Anywhere that we might look beyond Christ himself, beyond God, is futile and it's disappointing. We will never find hope in anything but God. Verse 3 declares that God will not let our foot slip. When we find in God our security, you know, the roads in ancient Israel were, were basically strewn with Dangerous rocks and stones and robbers were a constant threat. And this was before, you know, the New Testament time of a protected Roman road, which made travel safer. Uh, the book of Jude says that God is able to keep us from stumbling. Verse 24 of the book of Jude. Uh, Peter assures us that we are kept by the power of God. First Peter 1 Peter 1.5. Um, the paths of life are often difficult. And perilous. God will not allow our feet to slip on those paths. So as we look at this, Psalm 121 helps us meet straight on the issue of how to deal with our fear and our insecurities. We talked about fear a little bit on Wednesday night. And I want to just kind of talk about this again this morning is that we talked about fears and insecurities in this dangerous world. And when the Israelites made their pilgrimage to Jerusalem, their homes were left unprotected. But Verse 3 reminds us that God will not slumber or sleep. So we're reminded in verse 3 that God will not slumber or sleep. He watches over us every step of the way. He is with us. 
Soldiers can rest from battle because guards are in place along the perimeter. And in the same way, we are garrisoned by the eyes of God's providence day and night. We are protected. Remember, we talked about this during our study of Isaiah. We were protected before and behind. Verse 5 then says that God is our shade, that God protects us. He's our shelter right by our side. Um, Verse 6, the sun will not strike you by day nor the moon by night. So God is our shade. He is our protector. He is our guard. The desert can be an unforgiving place. The sun burns in his unrelenting heat that can sap your strength. And in the Middle East, it can get up to 120 degrees in the middle of the summer. You know, maybe soldiers that were assigned there were complaining during the desert storm. They were complaining about uh, boots and tires melting and and the tarmac turning to mush. Uh, We think about 120 degree heat and you think about how hot that is. God says he will show us protection. He will shadow us from those things. Says the moon will not harm us by night. People feared the power of the moon, that it would affect their minds. They feared that this craziness. Think about, you know, talk about a full moon and how the full moon affects people. We hear people talk about it all the time. Oh, no, it's Friday the 13th and a full moon. Um, In fact, there's a meme going around right now that talks about that all of this for 2020 started on a full moon on Friday the 13th and that Halloween also falls on a full moon and uh, that maybe there'll be the reset button. I don't know. But being moonstruck is to become unstable, to lose reason. The word lunacy comes from the word Luna, which is another name for the moon. And if we walk with God, he will guard and renew our minds. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says that to us, and it's a promise we have in God's word and a promise that we have in the words here. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing and perfect will of God, Romans 12, 1 and 2. He changes us and that change happens from the inside out. So as we think about that, and and I I heard a story once of an executive, uh, an admin person in a company who was getting ready for a month-long business trip. And he prayed with his wife before departing. He prayed with his wife and he said, Lord, please protect her while I'm gone. Please protect my wife and my children. The wife looked up at him and said, who do you think protects us while you're here? And, you know, and we've all been away from family. We've all worried about what might take place. We've worried maybe about soldiers who have gone on deployment. We've worried that God will protect folks. God can help your family more in your absence than you can in your presence. That's the point that was made here. And it's a strong point. God can protect your family more in your absence than even you can in your presence. Think about that statement for a moment. When we rely on any help other than God, we're not getting enough protection. Look into the hills, ends, 
and disappointment, looking to other places for protection. What the psalmist is saying here, I will lift mine eyes up to the hills. Where does my help come from? It is not a statement saying I'm looking to the hills for help. It's a statement saying I see all these gods and these places around, but these are not my help. Where does my help come from? Verse 7 then says that the Lord will protect us from harm. He will protect your life. Folks, in the time that we're in, we need to understand that. It could be even translated here as evil instead of harm. You know, in uh, in British fiction, British naval fiction, the tall ships of the line would have crews working night and day to pump out water after a fierce battle. A ship won't sink unless water gets inside and weighs it down. Ships float because there's no water inside. The evil of this world cannot harm us unless it gets inside of us. Um, that is where our protection lies. The evils of this world cannot harm us if it doesn't get inside of us. The evil of this fallen world cannot harm us unless it gets inside of us. And we often let sin in by the places we go, the books, the movies, and the music that we choose, and even the friends that we keep. There's something for us to remember in that today. Some things we cannot avoid, and we're not expected to, you know, we're not expected to, I don't want to use this word, but quarantine ourselves from the world. We're not expected to quarantine ourselves from the world. The Christian life is not a quiet escape to a garden where we can walk and talk with God. It's not a quiet escape. It's finding strength in the midst of our trying circumstances in a difficult world today. A pastor in Boston named Philip Brooks said, Do not pray for easy lives. Pray to be stronger people. Do not pray for tasks to equal to your equal to your powers. Pray for your powers equal to your tasks. Do not pray for powers equal to your powers. Pray for powers that equal your task. Sometimes we don't get the help we need because we do not ask. Plain and simple. There are people who will pray for anyone but themselves. I'm guilty as anyone of that. I just don't want to trouble God. God has enough to do than worry about me. Why is it that we think that praying for personal issues is like asking a surgeon to put a bandage on a scratch? Why, why is it that when we are going through a difficult day, do we think that asking God for help is like asking a surgeon to put a bandage on a scratch? God is not too busy for us. Hear me when I say this. God is not too busy for us. We are the ones who are too busy for God. Believe me, I have found this in my own life and I've struggled with this and this studying and, and looking at this and going through this has really brought me to a point of understanding in this. God is never too busy for me. It is I who am too busy for God. And if we all would take a close look at our lives, we would realize that. What does it mean when we get hurt? 
Sometimes it's a natural consequence of our own behavior. Will God protect us from lung cancer or emphysema or uh, you know something like that if we smoke? You know, somebody asked a speaker at a church conference one time, "Can you smoke and still go to heaven?" The speaker answered, "Yes," and you might even get there quicker. Sometimes God protects us even when we make dumb decisions. Some of our garden, um, some of our garden guardian angels have ulcers. Is the statement I'm making here? I have it in my notes, but. There are times when we seem to be doing the most things that we can possibly do to worry ourselves and everyone around us. And then there are times that we seem to be doing most things right, but bad things happen. God hasn't lost interest in us. Um, He hasn't deserted or forgotten us. He isn't sleeping. He has a purpose in all things. If God is allowing something to happen, there's a purpose. Behind that, Um, often we're unable to grasp the reasons. Often we go through struggles of grasping what God is trying to do or what may be happening around us, but we may stumble a bit along the way. But those who walk with God always reach their destination. If you walk with God, you will always reach your destination. I want you to understand something today as we look at this song the Lord will protect your coming and going both now and forever. He will protect the way. He will protect you. As long as you're with him. Now that's not trying to qualify who we are. It's not offering prosperity. It's not saying you'll have everything you want. And all kidding aside about the guardian angels, the reality is is that we run the other way many times. We we recognize what maybe God's trying to do and we can't handle it. Sometimes we make bad decisions. Sometimes we do the wrong thing. Sometimes there's moments in our lives where we find ourselves in a moment where we think, I'm I've really messed up now. I've I've royally messed up. I've 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 completely uh, gone off the deep end here. I hope that I can be forgiven. Some of you hearing this today may be saying that same thing. I've done too much for God to offer forgiveness. Folks, it's time for us to look beyond the hills, beyond the sun, moon, and stars, to the one who offers us help, the one who spoke our universe into existence, the one who offers us life today. Our God reigns. Plain and simple. God protects us. He's not lost interest in us. He has not deserted or forsaken us. He isn't sleeping. There is a purpose in all things. That purpose sometimes may be for us to learn. Someone asked me the other day, they just said, why do I keep asking the question of why? And I said, why don't you change the question to what should I learn here? It's not because we can't ask God questions. It's because when we call out to God and we say, why God, why? Our focus is on the negative thing that is taking place in our lives. But if we're crying out to God and saying, what, Lord, would you have me learn from this time? What would you have me learn from this moment? What can I learn today, Lord? By calling out to him and asking that question, we give God the opportunity to answer. 
And the answer is not just, well, it's my will. The answer is, look at where you are. Look where you started. Look what you've come from. Take this opportunity to learn about me during this time. God may be saying to us, take this opportunity to, uh, to grasp understanding. You won't understand it all. But folks, there's times that we will go through. We will stumble along the way. But when we walk with God, we will reach our destination because he goes before and behind. He protects our coming and our going. He protects us to and from the destination. There is nothing He can that we can do to separate us from his love. Nothing's going to separate us along the way. Today, we must pray. Pray to God and, and ask him for a Help trusting in his power. Help delivering us from the unseen dangers of this world, the unanticipated threats to our security that we can live openly and without fear. That we can be delivered from evil and, and those things can cause us to change. Today, call out to God as your refuge, as the one who protects you. From the struggles of this world. There's a powerful protection in God today. We're going to close in prayer. And then we will go before. Uh, we will go on to communion. And we're going to close in prayer. Let's lift this up before the Lord. Let's pray. Father God we just thank you again. For the opportunity to. Come into your presence. To worship you. There's many struggles we may face today Lord. But we know that you offer hope and help. God, as we struggle through the life that we have, as we struggle through the days that we face, God, I pray that you would just continue to show us your glory. God, give us guidance. As we look under the hills for help, Lord, help us to look beyond, to call out to you and say, where does my help come from? My help comes from you, the maker of heaven and earth, the one and only place that my help comes from is you, God. I pray that your help would come today. God, that we would see you move in mighty ways. Lord, go with us, lead us, direct us, direct our steps and protect us, Lord. We thank you for that powerful protection today. We pray this in your holy and precious name. Amen. And again, we want to thank you for tuning in for our services here on our um, podcast page. Thank you for listening and hope you had a blessed time with us. You can get more information on Newland Christian Church at newlandchristianchurch.com or go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash newlandchristianchurch. And until next week, we hope you have a blessed week in the Lord.